Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. I'm Jace, along with Rocky from Comic Boom, and we're going to be talking today about Hulk number one. It's not a Mortal Hulk. It's not Incredible Hulk. It's not Avenging Hulk. It's just plain Hulk. <laughs> There's been a few times in the history of Hulk and the history of Marvel Comics where there's been this adjective list version of Hulk. This is another one. Um, it's by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. I would say it's been highly anticipated. Donnie Cates has a loyal fan base. Um, I'm not somebody I would consider a Donnie Cates fan. I I'm actually more a fan of his independent stuff than I am his stuff that he's done over at Marvel. And, and you know, nothing against Donnie. I've, I've met him a few times. Super nice. Very passionate about his work. Very much came up as a fan of these characters. And I sort of feel a little bit like that's part of the problem where he'll come up with this idea like, man, this would be really cool. And it is a cool idea, but can you really base a whole story or run on it? Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I didn't read his Venom run and I'm not reading his Thor run, which some people talk about that's some of the best stuff he's done. I read his Thanos stuff. I thought it was okay. I read his Cosmic Ghost Rider stuff where I started to, couldn't get past issue three. It just didn't work for me. You know, because again, it's that idea. Hey, you know what would be cool? What if we turn Ghost Rider into this cosmic character? Oh, you know what would be even cooler? What if it's Punisher instead of Johnny Blaze? Like, again, those are like cool ideas for a what if issue. But to me, it doesn't it doesn't stand the, the test of time. So all that being said, there's been some real mixed reviews I've seen so far on, on Hulk number one. With maybe if it leans one way toward the other, I'd say more people seem to not like it or be confused by it than the positive reviews that I've Interesting. seen. But again, it's, I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday. It's the first day that it came out. So, uh, and, and even I feel like it's hard to judge it off of one issue, but we're going to do a breakdown here. And I'm, I'm sort of hoping as rock and I go through this, that I get a better understanding of what it is. I don't like about it. And, and maybe it turns out I'll, I'll like it more than I thought after reading, I've read it twice. Um, and we're, like I said, we're going to go through it uh, one more time. So right off the bat, I'm saying this did not work for me, but we're going to break it down and, and talk about it. And, and I also should add as one last thing before I let Rocky give his initial impressions is I don't want to say I was biased going in and, and said, I wasn't going to like it. I wanted to like it. And there are some concepts, some ideas that I, I think are cool. Like, you know, that's what Donnie does. Yeah. But coming out of a mortal Hulk when I heard Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley were doing this and we, we heard a, a few kind of clues about what it was going to about, be about like Hulk in space. I heard he talked about the fact that despite most people's absolute love, critical acclaim of immortal Hulk, that for me, it dragged on a little too long. And although it was an interesting idea getting into the man or monster thing of Hulk and, and the body horror part of it, there's a part of me, the, the part of me that's a Hulk fan, the part of me that used to love watching uh, the Bill Bixby, Lou Frigno Hulk show. I want the Hulk to be a hero. The Hulk is a superhero, right? I mean, I feel like in the last two decades, Marvel's lost sight of that. And he's become just this menace, this catastrophe, this walking natural disaster. And certainly there's always been that aspect of him. But I miss the, I miss the Peter David days when he was actually a hero and he was doing good. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to return to that. And instead we went from a mortal Hulk Totally different, fresh take on the Hulk. It's fine to do that from time to time. And, but I was hoping, okay, Immortal Hulk's going to end. Can we get back to a little more traditional Hulk? 
And then if you want to do something like this crazy stuff that Kate's is doing, maybe do that down the road. Um, so I was a little apprehensive going in. I, 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 so maybe that's coloring my initial impressions of it. I don't think it is. I'm trying to be objective. I guess we'll see when we go through it. But anyway, Rocky, what did you think? Did you, did you like this? Did it work for you? What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I general I generally liked it. I, I, I'll be more specific in some of my observations and maybe some constructive criticism. Dare I call it constructive as we go through it. Uh, you know, as a, from, as a, I'm normally a DC Comics guy, but I what I love about Donny Cates, I've uh, I've always referred to as Donny Cates, and I'm not alone in this. I always refer to him as the Jeff Marvels, the Jeff Johns of the Marvel Universe. The guy's a master at at, at taking complex subjects and and complex Marvel properties with rich histories and sort of like simplifying them for new readers. He did that for me with uh, Thor, with Venom. Uh, I mean, God, I hated Venom. I never, I'd, I'd have told you you were crazy if I'd ever read a Venom comic. Good Lord. But I, I read his Venom. I'm, I'm enjoying his Thor. I love his Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's cool stuff. I mean, to the extent that I'm part of, you know, I, I collected a lot more Marvel in the last few years uh, simply because of Donny Cates. And, you know, my initial impressions here, uh, I actually, I like the idea of, uh, I always get it. Is it David Banner or Bruce Banner? I always confuse the TV show and the Marvel. Is it? Yeah, it's so. That's funny. Is it's it, Bruce it, Banner. It's Bruce it's Banner Bruce, in there. It's Bruce Banner, and the reason it's David Banner in the TV show is because the showrunner specifically didn't like the alliteration, right? Because he thought it made it sound like fake and comic booky. Like yeah. I, I just recently watched a documentary about the TV show where yeah. the guy was doing everything he could to make it to distance it from the comics even wanted so to make the Hulk, the Hulk not green because <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, he was I mean you got to think of the time period comics were yeah. still considered kids stuff I, back then and he was a you know, he was a serious um, uh, filmmaker and, and uh, you know TV guy and he yeah. wanted it to be a serious and people to take it serious so that's why he changed it um, from from Bruce Banner to David Banner but then of course in the regular Marvel Universe um, even Stanley himself forgot that it was Bruce Banner and called him Robert Banner. In, and then so that it became, wait, so I think his name is, is technically Robert David Bruce Banner. Like if you look at his official yeah. handbook of the Marvel Universe, he's got I, like four names. Yeah, well, I, I generally, I've always, mostly always said, called him Bruce Banner, and that's what I guess I'll call him now. But I, I like the I like the agency and, and the power that this, that this, that Donny Cates approach gives to to Bruce Banner. I I like the fact. The fact of the matter is, I feel sorry. I've always Bruce Banner is always, you know, he. he well, we're we're gonna get into it here, but there's some really great moments here. There's some great lines of dialogue here and comments made by Bruce Banner himself. You know, it's everybody wants to read the Incredible Hulk or the Immortal Hulk or the or the Gray Hulk or the uh, Mister Fix It. But but how many people really read the Hulk for 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 Bruce Banner? Very, you know, I mean, really, uh, and yet at the same time, you almost got it. Bruce Banner is always like the inconvenient truth of the Hulk, the inconvenient sidekick, and this is one. It's giving more agency and a little bit more power to Bruce Banner here, and I think it's a good approach. And right on the cover, you know, what if the Hulk exists to protect us from Banner? Uh, it's interesting. It, it, you know, it implies that maybe Banner is the dark side. Like it's, it's flipping the script. And I kind of like it because it gives Banner some much-needed attention. I guess not that he. I guess Immortal Hulk did that to a certain extent as well. But really, that was diff, that. You know, Ewing's Al Ewing's run was always about the different versions of the Hulk. So following up Al Ewing's run with this run that maybe gives more gravitas to the 
to the banner side of things, I think it works for me. It's definitely got my attention. But uh, well, we'll get into it, and maybe maybe our opinions will change by the time we get to the end of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I would say the people that read the Hulk and are huge fans of Banner are the people like me who absolutely love the TV show. I mean, Bill Bixby's an incredible actor. He brought gravitas to the role. You know, again, I just do a search for Hulk documentary. It's on you. You can watch it on YouTube. That's where I watched it. It's it's fascinating yeah. to hear about the history of Bill Bixby and, and him deciding to come on the, the show and whatnot. So, I mean, I love Bruce Banner. And that's part of the reason that this is not working for me. It's part of the reason for the last two decades I haven't liked what Marvel's done with the Hulk. <laughs> uh, certainly in the last half of Al Ewing's run, it it was more about the monster than the man. You know, like when I talked to Al Ewing in mm-hmm. 2018 at uh, New York City Comic Con mm-hmm. when Immortal Hulk was, I think it was like right around issue 8 or 10, somewhere in there. Uh, so it was early goings, but it was critically acclaimed. It was selling like gangbusters. And I sat down with him and, and he said he really took it back to basics, all the way back to the very first issue, that question on the first issue, man or monster. And with Banner basically trapped in you know the, the place below in the second half of, of Al Ewing's run, the last 25 issues of that run, mm-hmm. it was all focused on on the monsters, you know, the different versions of the Hulk that had nothing to do with Banner. So I do agree with you that it's nice to see Banner coming back as the main character here. But right away, I'm, I'm turned off by that that sentence on the, the, the bottom of the front cover there, the one thing that we didn't redact uh, as we're going to go through this page by page, what if the Hulk exists to protect us from Banner? I do agree. It is an interesting question, um, but you're flipping the Hulk. You're, you're, you're turning Banner. It, that right away insinuates negativity toward Banner, that Banner is not a sympathetic character. I don't like that because I am a fan of Bruce Banner. I think Bruce Banner is one of the most tormented and uh and heroic characters in the marvel universe maybe next to peter parker might be the exception who might be a a little more heroic but everything that banner's gone through and has done and he's always tried to do the right thing despite what he's been carrying around in him it's i mean it's just unbelievable what he has to deal with now you're gonna turn around and say banner's the bad like hulk exists to protect us from banner banner's this malevolent evil scientist guy. And, and I guess in a way that draws, you know, I'm talking about how much I love the Peter David run. The one thing I'm not a big fan of in the, in the Peter David run, and it wasn't in the regular book is, is future imperfect. Yeah. You know, that, that idea that far in the future, the Hulk takes over everything and, and, you know, he's more intelligent. seems like he's drawing from the banner side, but then it gets mixed up with the fact that, so is this banner that actually turns evil? I don't know that that just never worked for me so yeah as we go through here we'll talk about it the various moments with with banner where it's it yeah i'm i'm worried that that's the thing that donny cates is gonna take us back to the idea what if the hulk exists to protect us from banner again i will say great idea for a one-shot what if issue but for a whole series i don't know that's that i might not be a fan of that of, of turning banner into you know somebody who's not a good guy so anyway as we turn to the first page uh we see that there's a voiceover and we see that the Hulk is trying to escape from some prison that he's in. You can see in that bottom right panel there, there's a bunch of indentations from where he's punching the wall. Um, and who's ever giving this voiceover here is, is telling us, uh, you know, we've always thought of the Hulk as this basically Banner's trauma come to life, right? Banner's trauma was brought to life and given shape and form and strength because of his exposure to the gamma radiation. The bomb goes off, the Hulk is created. But what if it's not Bruce Banner's id? 
What if it's not his rage? What if instead, and we're going to that question on the first the cover there, what if the Hulk is none of those things? What if he exists to protect us from Banner? Like that's the, that clearly that's going to be, it's on the cover. It's the first sort of question that's raised. The first big idea from Kate's here. Um, and that's the idea that's going to be explored. Like Banner's this malevolent, evil scientist. I've never seen anything discounting the last couple decades, like I've talked about, last couple eras of the Hulk, I guess we'll say, where, as I said earlier, Marvel seems to have wanted to get away from portraying the Hulk as a hero. It's never been, this idea never would have even worked, I think, at that point. There was never a question of, of Banner having anything but the best of intentions. Maybe it's just a subversion of character. They're running out of ideas and stories to tell. The anti-hero becomes the hero. The villain becomes anti-hero, becomes the hero, like we've seen in a lot of cases. Or you flip it and the bad guy becomes the good guy. Well, isn't that I, the I, just, I, I just want to interject, though. I just want to interject quickly and say that that's, that, that's just a question posed. And I'm wondering if that question, what if the Hulk exists to protect us from banner, that might be misdirection. That might be misdirection right on the, on cover, the cover of the very first issue. And that maybe, maybe that's not where this story might end up. I mean, because it is just a what if question. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there because as we get into this, I got a different interpretation of this first issue that, that, that I might, I might be completely wrong about, but that, that, that makes David, that Bruce Banner look more heroic than just this bad guy. I don't know. Knowing what we know of Kate's. And well, based on past experience, that's what I, that's all I have to go on yeah, well, that he hundred percent would, would, and I'm not even saying that he, he's, he's going to make banner completely evil, but I think he's trying, he's definitely pushing him more to that gray area. And again, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. So yeah, we, we continue to see through the, uh, the Ryan Otley art here, Hulk's trying to break through there. Seem, it seems, he seems to be trapped in some big giant tower uh, and then we, finally we see Banner walking away and we, I'm assuming that that's the other side of the door that the Hulk's trying to break through as it, we see that at the top of the page, engine engaged, ready for launch. Like wait, what? <laughs> so that wasn't a big giant tower at, at all that Hulk's trying to break through, break out of, he's trying to break out of a spaceship. Like what exactly is going on? Then we get the title page, smash, smash it's called not astronaut, but smash or not. Uh, it is interesting. It says by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. No one's credited as writer or artist. Frank Martin is colors. Corey Petit does letters. So that is interesting. Otley must have a lot to do with the story. Um, cause Cates is not specifically naming him just as, as artist. Um, <clears throat> although Donnie Cates can draw, I don't think he added any art to this book. Uh, so, um, interesting anyway. And, and there's a bunch of variant covers as well. Uh, so anyway, moving on, we see that Bruce is there talking to Benny, uh, Betty rather, and she's asking what he's doing. And this is where we start to get uh, a little bit of context. Apparently something terrible happened in, in El Paso and Bruce has managed to lock the Hulk up. So we're not like, are they separated? Like what, what exactly is going on? We're not sure. Betty's sort of pleading the case, you know, he's just a child. Uh, you know, why, why are you, trapping him and I, I love bruce's response to that like like he's just a child bruce is like have you ever seen the omen you know damien was just a <laughs> child in the omen too so i thought that was a pretty good line um yeah. but betty's point is bruce and and the hulk in her mind are not necessarily different right so if she, if 
Banner's hurting the Hulk by locking him up. Isn't he really hurting himself? Yeah. That's what's interesting is that you have that dichotomy. And I think that's why different readers might, can, and even you and I can have different perspectives on this because how it's sort of like how you conceive of the Hulk. Is he, is he all just, is it all part of one psyche? Uh, but I mean, often writers treat the Hulk differently than, than Banner. And, but yet this Betty is always, I guess, Betty to her credit. Maybe that's why the Hulk, both the Hulk and, and Bruce Banner love her is that she, she loves the whole package warts and all. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, here, Bruce Banner here is showing a lot of agency. He's, I view him as if there's a separation here and he's caging the Hulk and he's, he's in control for once he's, he's in control. Uh, Cause most of the time it's, it's often just the Hulk guided by the rage. And this is, this is Bruce Banner being the captain of this particular uh, story, so to speak, as opposed to the Hulk. And until I see otherwise in the story, I'm not going to hold anything against uh, Bruce Banner, but I do want to make one note about uh, Ryan Otley's art here, and it's obvious throughout this entire opening issue, is that there's only one character, in my view, that's more angry than the Hulk in this issue, and that's actually Bruce Banner, and I find that and really that's interesting. The problem. That's the <laughs> I know. problem. That, that's one of the things I don't like about it, because <laughs> here's the thing. In this issue, with how we see it play out, Betty's clearly the angel on, on Banner's shoulder, right? Or the Hulk shoulder, however you want to see it. And yeah. she's, in a lot of ways, always been that. It's sort of a classic part of who the Hulk is. Yeah. You know who the devil is on Bruce Banner's Banner shoulder or on the Hulk shoulder? It's himself. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it. That's where I – already, already you can see just with the expression, with the anger, the negativity of Bruce Banner, that's not – that's not the point. That's and that's never been the point of Bruce Banner. Even look at at what they did in the MCU, the Edward Norton Hulk movie, which I feel is very underrated. He's always trying to find his zen. He's trying to find his peace. He knows the way to control the Hulk is not through anger. What are you going to outrage the Hulk? You're well, let me have just more rage and more anger than the Hulk. No, he's a weapon of rage. It doesn't let, make sense. Let me just play devil's advocate to your point because I I don't disagree with it, but. You know, who's to say Bruce Banner's not entitled to a little bit of anger once in a while? Uh, anger's a good motivator. Uh, and, I, as, yeah, I, and, and, and I don't, I, I'm not, I, I refuse in this opening issue. Obviously, it's an opening issue, but I, I think that there might be some misdirection here. I'm not going, I'm going to give da Bruce Banner the benefit of the doubt here. He's entitled to be angry. He's finally maybe more in control of the Hulk than, than is normally the case. I, I'm prepared to cut Bruce Banner a lot of slack here. And even though he, Ryan Otley draws him almost looking evil. Like Otley is not, he's sort of, the way he's drawing Banner here, he's almost constantly drawing Banner here with the scowl on his face. And he, he looks, you know, he looks as angry as the Hulk. And I'm, and I'm wondering if that's maybe being a little bit disingenuous to Banner himself, because he's entitled to be a little bit of angry once in a while. And for once he can be angry, but still in control of the Hulk, as opposed to that transformation occurring. And that's what I find. I find that very, very fascinating, but. Anyway. No, I, I don't because it's not for once. You you yourself admitted we've seen Banner angry before. We've seen Banner angry before and in charge when he was the Professor Hulk, when Peter David merged all his different psyches together and Banner was still in charge and he still had the intelligence. He still got plenty angry, especially when he went after the, the Pantheon. So it's not like this hasn't been done before. So it feels derivative. It also feels reductive to Banner, right? Because all of this – so I, first I'm supposed to believe – 
it doesn't make any sense. First, I'm supposed to believe, or I'm the, the question is raised, I'm supposed to be considering, what if the Hulk exists to protect us from Banner? Because Banner is so intelligent and such a threat and he's so broken and from all the trauma that he's he's actually dangerous and the Hulk is supposed to protect us from Banner, right? So that's what I'm supposed to believe, that he's the super intelligent, actual threat. But then he's dumb enough that he's going to let the anger overcome him. Which, which one is it, Cates? Which one is it? But I, I just want to I, I say this, because in this one scene at the bottom, at, at one point, Banner says to Betty, you know, Hulk is immortal and I'm not. And, yeah, let's, and, let's, and, let's, and as, a, as yeah. a reader, though, I'm wondering, at what point is Banner ever going to be able to live his life? He's been an explorer. Well, he's he's been that, a scientist. I mean, not. and that's the point. Well, yeah, but that's also why I'm I'm willing to cut him some slack here, and I refuse to at this point accept on just blindly that Banner is the villain in this story, e even though it's implied. I mean, I, I I'm willing to cut him some slack to try to find some degree of happiness, and if that means locking up a part of his psyche as the Hulk, as he as he goes through as he travels through space in this glorified starship as we'll get into i again i'm willing to cut some i'm willing to cut banner a lot of slack here i'm i'm okay and i'm i want to cut banner some slack as well you know we're going to get to the immortal line cuz i again i want to go page by page but my point is i what i have to go on is only what kate's is showing me on the page and if he's leading me through misdirection then great when that issue comes out and i find out that that's the case I'll be the first one to admit, hey, I was wrong. I actually like that. But I'm not making any assumptions. I'm only going off what is uh, what is being told to me by Kate's in this issue. We can guess and speculate on stuff once we get to the end. But based on what I'm seeing here, based on the question we're asked right at the, the beginning on the front cover, what if the Hulk is to protect us from Banner? And all I'm getting is negativity from Banner and what appears to be unintelligent emotional reaction, which is not that's not what i'm used to from banner when we get emotion from banner when we got emotion from banner in the most recent immortal hulk series it was it was resignation it was depression it was a feeling of being trapped which is 100 percent uh logical and and reasonable and is something we've seen from banner before because yeah he does feel trapped he can't escape he's learned as you mentioned that he is immortal he cannot die the hulk cannot die he's going to be trapped with this curse forever so to the page that Rocky has on, on the screen right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, here we see all that anger. Here we see Otley do a great job showing us that anger. Um, something terrible happened in El Paso, like I said. And, and you know, Betty being the angel, as I said, saying, hey, you know, it's not the Hulk's fault. He's a child. And, and again, Banner accepting, Rocky's right, he does have a lot of agency in this story. He is accepting the fact, I don't blame the Hulk. I blame myself. Now, is he blaming himself because he can't control the Hulk? Is he blaming himself because the Hulk exists because Banner exists? Is he blaming himself because he knows he's one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe and he hasn't been able to solve the problem of the Hulk? You know, what what is it about this? But what's clear, especially from the art that Otley gives us on this page, is that, yeah, it's all about, so far in this issue, it's all about Bruce Banner's rage, Bruce Banner being fed up. And, and to the point, the other thing that I want to mention that he says here is the other heroes of the Marvel Universe, especially the Illuminati, they only consider me useful. And when he says me, he's referring to himself as an entity, Hulk included. I'm only useful to any of them when I'm not even here. 
and I've had enough. He is fed up with it 100%. And you can understand his frustration. And it goes back, like I, I even remember back in um, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, where he's having that angsty moment, I think in, uh, I think it's issue five, after they had the mountain range dropped on top of them. And Tony Stark and Reed Richards were insulting the Hulk to make him angrier so he could hold up the mountain range. Mm -hmm. And later they apologized saying, hey, we're only, we were only doing it to give you more strength. And he's like, yeah, I realized it. I'm not that dumb. But then later he's thinking, man, am I really that dumb? I didn't realize what they were doing. What's wrong with me? I'm getting dumber. Um, and so it's, it's this idea that he's only useful as the Hulk, despite the fact he's Bruce Banner. He's one of the most brilliant men in the Marvel Universe. So, yeah, I agree with you, Rocky. Like, he does have more agency, and you do he does have the right to be angry and frustrated um, and depressed and, and, and all of that. But am I supposed to buy into – I'm supposed to buy into that, and I'm also supposed to buy into that he's a threat. And, 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 and I don't know. Maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe – Maybe the whole. I, I think that is the point. I think I think the fact that we're asking these questions is what makes the story intriguing in this opening issue. I think because I think I think it can be argued either way, or at least that's what that's what I take out of it. And so I, you know, whether if, even if I'm wrong, I don't care because I'm gonna I'm gonna be buying subsequent issues because I'm curious as hell to see where this is going. Yeah. Again, I would be more inclined to enjoy it if it if these weren't questions that hadn't been asked and explored before. So it does feel like we're treading on ground that's been gone over before. Maybe Kate's is going to give us different answers, but the idea of Bruce Banner saying, I just wanted to be a man of science. I wanted to help and I'm stuck with this curse. Yeah. We, it, we've been there, done that. Um, but I, I again, I'm just rec having a hard time reconciling the rage and anger that Banner's getting with this idea that he's a, he's some sort of malevolent threat. Maybe he's a threat. That's not malevolent. Maybe, Banner's choices are the problem. Maybe his solution is is the problem. So, um, but yeah, he gets to the point where he's fed up, and you can see it on the page Rocky has um, on the screen right there. That again, fantastic art from Otley showing the despondency almost of of Banner. Like he is tired of this. The Hulk is the Hulk is immortal, and I am not. Right? Like he knows he's not going to be around all the time. Is that what's driving him to come up with the final solution? What do you think, Rocky? Uh, well, I I think, well, his despondency, yes. I mean, he himself said, you know, I invent things. I, I push boundaries. I mean, it, bear in mind, it was obviously, it was Banner himself who pushed the boundaries of trying to get to the root cause of of, a, of his initial experiments that they're, that ultimately led to him being transformed by bombarded with uh, gamma rays to begin with. It was because of his, he pushed boundaries, he took chances. This was a guy that was prepared to do whatever it took to achieve his ends as a scientist. And, but ultimately he paid the price for that. And, and he had that, it was you know, the explosion that turned him into Hulk. So, but his core personality hasn't changed. He's still that same person. He's just, unfortunately it's the, it's, it's his anger that has uh, subsumed, all other aspects of his personality and in many ways us you know in fairness i think a lot of us readers we we were limited as to how much we can really get to know bruce because he's always over you know it's always the hulk that you know even we readers are more interested in than than, than banner banner's always sort of like the afterthought and um so like i said i i i like this and and i have banner has my sympathy here we, we get lots of hulk but you know 
as I'll have, I'll have more to say when we get into the some of the more revelations as we get into the issue. You know, it's interesting hearing you talk about Banner that way because you're right. Despite him being somewhat of a a timid character, he would get pushed around a lot by the military people that he worked for and whatnot. Um, just based on his you know physical appearance and whatnot. Uh, but there was always a, an anger that was simmering underneath because of the trauma that he um, that he experienced as a child. And we all know the story of his abusive father and losing his mother and whatnot. Um, but the anger was, you know, clearly he was a very repressed individual. But you know what he also was that Rocky touched on it. He was arrogant despite. And that was where part of the resentment came in and why he had to repress that anger, because there were all these military people telling him what to do and, you know, judging him. And he was always the smartest guy in the room. And he resented that they looked down on him when he always saw himself as better than all of them. And you know who that reminds me of when you want to talk about a character flaw of Bruce Banner being arrogance? <laughs> Tony because Stark? Some... <laughs> Tony Stark. Exactly. A hundred percent. Tony, this is a little bit of Tony Stark, uh, which is interesting because uh, Iron Man's going to show up later in the, in the issue. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of Tony Stark, but you're right because so much of the stories that have been told about Bruce have focused on the Hulk side of him. I think people forget that the, at the, his core character, there is some arrogance there. So, and, and maybe it's righteously earned, you know, he, he should be one of the smartest guys in the room, but I think that's why he gets so, gets so upset, you know, and he wants to do this. He wants to push the boundaries now hmm. because he should be, he Bruce Banner in a lot of ways is still being disrespected. Is, is his, I think, what Banner is saying. I'm still being disrespected. Nobody cares about Bruce Banner. They only care about the Hulk. They only they only care when it's the other guy. And I, I Bruce Banner, am not even here. Mm. And I am not immortal. I'm not going to be around forever. If we're going to solve this problem. We need to solve it now. So Betty's trying to reach him. And he's like, uh, you know what? I'm not listening. Why are you even here? Go away. And get, he said, get out of my head. And that's the first and she disappears and that's the first time we get a clue that all of this is not really happening maybe in in you know reality maybe it's all happening in bruce's head because she just disappears as the hulk continues to try to break out with the boom 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 we see uh and then bruce goes and sits in this sort of vast empty area in this chair and then the scene shifts to a bunch of heroes talking and this is where we really find out just exactly what's going on as Spider-Man says, wait a second, uh, I, I'm real confused. Can you go over that again? And Doctor Strange apparently healed from his death quite uh, quickly. Because for all I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, he's dead. <laughs> the death of Doctor Strange number three just came out in the same day as this. But whatever, comic book continuity, we'll ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and Doctor Strange is telling everybody, yeah, I know it's a lot to take in. This is why I gathered everybody, and it's 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 really everybody. We see the Avengers, we see the Fantastic Four, Spider Man's there, uh, Black Panther, and Doctor Strange is like, yeah, we're, we could be in trouble. We could be out of options. And again, we get a reference to El Paso. Clearly, something terrible happened there. Captain Marvel's asking, what's what was the death toll in El Paso? Captain America says, you know, one is too many, but Strange, let's get back to what Strange was telling us. What's going on, Strange? how is Bruce doing this? Like what exactly is going on? And this is where it's all sort of revealed. And strange is sort of beside himself. It's like, I don't know how this is done. 
like I talked to all the most powerful magic users. I wouldn't even necessarily be able to do this myself. I talked to all the most powerful Omega telepaths on earth. Nobody understands how Bruce was able to do this for himself, but apparently he's fractured his mind into three parts and he's basically turned the Hulk into a starship. And if that's not a <laughs> WTF moment, I don't know what is, but also a very Donny Cates moment. Yeah. Um, so just this idea that he's stolen technology from AIM, grafted it onto the Hulk's body, and turned him into a spaceship. I don't know. To me, it's it's a again, it's a it's an Annie Kate's idea, right? Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we turn the Hulk himself into a spaceship? Sometimes the ideas are a little too far out there for me, a little too goofy. Um but I don't know if anybody can make this work. It's Kate's, but my initial reaction to it is it's a little silly. Um, and I'm yeah. not a, a fan of the idea. So my, what, what are your thoughts on it, Rocky? My initial reaction to it was, was the same thing. I, I initially thought that Donnie Kate's drank too much of his own Kool-Aid, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but upon reflection, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's going to be a common theme in my, in, in my commentary here, which might be at odds with, with yours and that is that the these heroes dr strange and the avengers here they're talking as if banner is a threat and i finished this issue not really knowing how is banner a threat i mean let, just just let me say this i think this is a very good idea that banner if banner is able to to change to essentially create a, a starship out of his hulk portion of his psyche well he's off earth he Banner gets to be a scientist and an explorer, and he gets to do all the things he wants to do as a scientist. And he he he's actually caged the Hulk in this starship. And one of the aspects of the of the, the of the psyche that makes up the starship is is the Hulk's anger. He's got it in place, and the anger fuels the ship. Okay, and that's that's all basically explained. Well, this is a, I think this is a good thing, isn't it? He's not going to be on Earth. He's going to be traveling in space. Isn't that the safest place for Banner? And his Hulk and his Hulk psyche to be. So I'm a little bit. I'm not too sure. So even though it's a crazy idea, my question is: Who cares? What's the big deal? I I don't see what the big deal is. Let Banner be a starship, or the Hulk be a starship. Okay, cool. But I don't know what's at stake here. So so he's a starship now. Okay, where's the threat? I don't see how Banner's a threat. I actually think he did something good here. He he can he's doing something useful. He's u utilizing the Hulk in a constructive way, creating a starship and flying away from Earth. Isn't that what the Avengers want anyway? Because let's face it, Hulk is always a wild card and going to be destroying things every second, third story arc to begin with. So, <laughs> just yeah, an observation. Keep in, keep in mind when they're sitting here talking like this, they don't know that the Hulk is going to fly away. Right? He uh, well, he, he hasn't left. He's he's. Banner is clearly in charge. Sure. The Hulk would not be able to have the technical know-how to steal all this technology from AIM, graft it onto the Hulk's body, and turn him into a starship. Yeah. But I, I think it's – don't you think it's a little unfair that, that there, there's an undercurrent here of an assumption that Banner's a threat, that Banner's a bad guy? I like Doctor Strange doesn't even give him the benefit of the doubt, and that's what I, I, I find – 100% agree with that statement that's my point that's one of the things i don't like about it that's what not only are we being are the avengers presenting that i feel like that's what donny cates is presenting and that that's my point and you sort of get it right like the hulk is the most destructive force the argument could be made 
in the entire Marvel universe, maybe with the exception of Galactus. Um, but even Galactus can die if he doesn't feed. The Hulk apparently doesn't even need to eat. He is truly immortal if we're to believe everything we've been told over the last few years. <laughs> so you want to talk about the most destructive physical force in the Marvel universe. And now all of a sudden Banner is in control, but yet has done something that is even beyond the scope of Charles Xavier or Jean Grey or Dr. Strange himself that he's yeah. managed to take control and, and build this mind palace in the Hulk's mind. They are scared shitless. Excuse my language. They're scared to death and they don't know what Bruce's plans are. And I think that's where the fear comes in and it's a hundred percent justified. But at the same time, like I said, I'm sort of tired of this banner as a threat banner as we can't trust Ban like even as much as world war Hulk was a great story from Greg Pak back in the day. And as I think had too much of an influence in a way over all the Hulk stories that have come mm -hmm. since then, because the whole idea there, the way it started was the Illuminati took it upon themselves to decide Banner's too big of a threat. Let's fire him off into space and get rid of him. Well, that didn't exactly work out too well, right? So now the Hulk's a yeah. starship. But even if he leaves Earth, they don't see that as the end of the threat, number one. And number two, I think, especially Captain America, feels that Banner and Reed Richards as well, Banner and the Hulk, the, the Banner-Hulk problem is, a, is the responsibility of the heroes on Earth because they never have been able to solve it. So I, I totally get their fear here, but yeah, you're you're probably right. Next issue, they'll probably be toasting and you know popping champagne because apparently he hasn't just flown off Earth. He's he's gone much further afield, yeah. and, and they're probably and, hoping good riddance. And I just want to uh, I I think it's worth noting here right before the the scene right before the scene where it shows Doctor Strange uh, sort of filling in the Avengers on what's happened. When 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 Bruce Banner is in there is is in that captain's chair and he's muttering to himself, you know he he it's it's almost like he's he's saying affirmations to himself. He says, you know, the waves the waves do not cr crush crush the waves do not crash on me. They break, they break on me because I am strong. So it's like he's trying to convince himself that he's strong. So there there's some insecurity still in Banner, I think here that that I find very interesting because he is separated from the Hulk because there is that mind palace that Doctor Strange later talks about uh, in, in terms of the, the those three sort of uh, his psyche being fractured. So th there is still an insecurity that that Banner has and. And maybe therein lies the danger. It's it's the low self esteem that Banner has, and if you're because anger can be a can be what saves you. I mean, anger can be the a great motivator. And if Banner is is constantly fractured and separated from from the Hulk, that 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 might be the danger in and of itself because he's not whole. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and that that goes to what we as readers bring to the story because I think. Yeah, you can be motivated by anger, but my argument would be nothing good really ever comes from anger, not even that sort of motivation. Yeah. I, I think that kind of motivation is toxic, but that's just my own no, personal that's, that's experience in, in yeah. life. So, yeah, but but you're 100% right and and that that dichotomy, that is another one of the interesting ideas like can can Donny Cates make the star Hulk starship thing actually work and win me over with that? That's one idea. This idea that Banner is, he's showing one's face to, to, even to his own angel, even to the voice of Betty in his own mind, he's showing one face to her. I'm strong. I'm taking over. I'm making the decisions. I'm going to fix this Banner Hulk problem once and for all. 
But then when even in his own mind, when he's all alone, he does need those affirmations because he has, is insecure. And that moment is that's the Bruce Banner I know. That's what makes him so heroic. That's what I was talking about. The fact that he always has that insecurity. That's part of who he is. It's sort of the other side of the coin of the arrogance he has like Tony Stark, where he needs to convince himself. And even he, he has the self-doubt, but he always tries to fight through and he always tries to do the right thing. And he always tries to control the raging Hulk inside of him. So yeah, I mean, that that is probably my favorite moment in the uh, in the issue. Uh, but anyway, a- after we see uh, Doctor Strange mention that what Bruce has done with this mind palace, whatever, we finally get to see what the Hulk looks like now. He's got this visor and jetpack on. It does. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the design. It looks like like the whole Cyclops looking helmet thing, whatever. But it's big. <laughs> it's giant. It's oddly, uh, you know, getting to cut loose in this double page spread. And as I mentioned, he's fighting Tony Stark. He's fighting Iron Man. Uh, and as they're battling, we still uh, get some voiceover from Doctor Strange. He's talking about how uh, he stole the tech from AIM. He surgically implanted it on the body. He's built this mind palace. Uh, and apparently Strange was able to get inside the mind palace briefly before uh, you got to give it to Bruce. With everything he's dealt with over the years, with these different parts of his personality and psyche and different versions of the Hulk, he's actually pretty in control of his own brain when you think about it he's even a powerful enough mentally to he that he expelled dr strange because strange says yeah i witnessed it, this palace in my astral form before i was cast out and this palace this mind palace that bruce has built is vast and complex and at the very heart of it where the hulk's agency should be where the hulk's psyche should be is bruce and he's just sitting there in a captain's chair he has taken over and the hulk is imprisoned and Bruce is in charge of Starship Hulk. So, <laughs> so again, it's a it's a it's a fascinating idea, uh, and I think it kind of speaks to what Rocky was saying earlier, and what what he enjoys about the agency of hey, Bruce is finally in charge here, right? He's displaced the Hulk psyche, he's displaced the Hulk's rage. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit well, of why he's feeling so much rage himself. Or to put uh, another spin on it, to be in charge. Yeah, to put another spin on it, if you if you ascribe to the notion that Banner and Hulk are the same, but now they're kind of separated, this is Banner owning his own rage. And which is what look, when you take an anger management course, I mean, you, you gotta own your rage. I mean, you you gotta be you gotta you gotta find ways to be in control. And this is Banner fueling his own, you know, you know, in control. This is Banner controlling what the rage does. He's the captain of his own mind, the captain of his own ship. Isn't that what a mentally healthy person does? Cuz on the again, I I'm I'm looking at this in, in a way that looks at Banner in the best possible light <laughs> in, in this in this issue. Isn't he doing what we're all doing? Aren't we all supposed to be in control of our rage? And if we have it, it, uh, if we're not going to dissipate it, at least use it constructively or use it in a way that protects us or furthers our own, you know, needs, uh, uh, assu- assuming that we're not of evil intent. And I, I don't know, I, I again, uh, so far, you know, so far, so good here in terms of uh, I, I'm not seeing anything where I'm shaking my head thinking Banner's a complete jerk here, despite the fact that Otley, every time he's drawing Banner in this issue, he draws Banner with a scowl on his face most of the time. Uh, with you know, or he's he's irritated. It, clearly, it, trying to imply to the reader that oh yeah, Banner must you know 
Banner must be evil or Banner is the one that's off here. And, and I'm wondering, is that intentional or is that misdirection? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just being, reading too much into it, but you know, I'm having yeah, what fun. I would say, what I would say about that is a hundred percent. You're supposed to be able to accept the thing, you know, the first, you know, it's not to get too philosophical here, but you know, the, the first thing in overcoming a problem, first way to overcome is admit you have a problem. Banner clearly knows he has a problem, <laughs> but the solution, the solution to rage isn't to lock it up and put it in a box and, and let it fuel you. You've got to accept that it's a part of you and, and incorporate it. I would say that what I think what Kate is doing here, again, I, you know, I'm only guessing I'm not Donnie Kate's and, and why I worry is that in a way, this is a ticking time bomb. This is not the healthy way to deal with rage is to lock <laughs> it away and have it fuel you. And but, again, I think. Yeah. But was it healthy before though, Jace? Was it, was it really healthy? No, the no, way it was before it was not a hundred percent. It was not healthy, but I mean, my, he's trying my, something different. And so I'm just defending banner. He he's, he's trying something different. I mean, everything the Avengers have tried in the past hasn't worked. I mean, so, I mean, again, I'm, I say again, I'm, I, I just, ref I'm, I'm cutting so banner more slack here, my friend. I, <laughs> okay. And, and that's fine. But here's my point. I'm not necessarily judging this by what banner is doing, right? Banner only does what Donnie banner is not a real person. Banner's only doing what Donnie Cates is telling him to do. And what Donnie Cates is, is having him do here is not a solution. It's not in my opinion, it's not putting Banner in the best light. Banner, especially with all the trauma and everything he's gone through and all the experiences and all the psych mumbo jumbo, you know, and I, and I say that with great respect. I was a psych major in college, so uh, that's what my degree's in. Um, but, you know, he, Banner knows better than this. And so that's where I have the problem that Donnie Cates is being reductive in my mind and he's dismissing in some ways, the intelligence of Banner, because Banner knows better than this. This is a lesson he has already learned. We're going over things that we've done before. Banner's already learned the lesson. You can't just lock away the rage. But you've got to learn yeah. to. Well, he's channeling it. Words. He's using it for his own ends now. So I mean, and everything else he's done in the past hasn't Again, worked. Banner, Banner has learned that Banner's done this. This hasn't worked either. We're going over ground that's been trod on before. That's what I don't like more than anything about this series. The fact that it, from what we see so far, and granted it could be misdirection, that Banner's going to be the antagonist. Gonna, I mean, not maybe not completely evil, but in some way he's <laughs> going to be the antagonist. It's going to be Banner's fault. Banner making a mistake again with the Hulk. And we're just going over, and the idea of Hulk as a starship, which I don't really like, but maybe that'll work. Again, these are the, the issues that I'm that I'm having with it. But that being said, it is a really cool fight between Iron Man and Hulk, and you know, it clearly is Banner's voice and Banner kind of rubbing Tony Stark's face in it. You're never going to beat me. You never can beat me. Doesn't <laughs> matter how many Hulk Buster armors you have, uh, you're never going to beat me. And and at one point, Tony says, "Well, hope springs eternal," <laughs> and Banner. Ever the you know cynic with the life he's led, really I haven't found that to be so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Tony calls in three or four more, uh, I guess three more remote uh, controlled Hulkbuster armors. He fires off this nano adamantium shrapnel, which is really kind of <laughs> cool. So this microscopic nanotechs that are made out of adamantium, which 
can even on uh, an atomic level, even penetrate the skin of the Hulk and create any shape they want. And so it basically cap it goes around one of Hulk's wrists, his arm, it, it creates this cage. Uh, and as this is happening, as, as Hulk's uh, arm is being pulled down, he's being captured and, and uh, rooted into place. We still get the voiceover from Dr. Strange, which says, it brings me to my third part. Like we talked about, there's a, this, this element of, of the ship, right? Like we know that he's created a cage for the Hulk. We know that he's on the bridge and displaced the Hulk psyche, but the third element of the palace is this, um, the Hulk must be really angry that he's trapped in this place that Banner's trapped him. Um, so why has Bruce caged the Hulk? And what is he doing with that rage? Like Rocky was saying, making it useful. He's put, he's, where he's trapped that Hulk, it's called the engine room. And we even see, it's a really cool image and a cool another one of the cool ideas and one of the things I like. He's got a throttle there where he basically can level up and down the Hulk's rage. He's got more control over it apparently than he ever has. And that's what's fueling the ship. Like instead of asking <laughs> Scotty for more war power, I guess you ask the Hulk for more rage. <laughs> I gotta have more rage. Uh, and, and Bruce is in charge of that throttle. So again, um, interesting uh, concept. So uh, the Hulk being the Hulk, of course, won't let himself be trapped with the nanites and he actually breaks free um, in what would I, what I would call a, a very, PG version, especially compared to what we had in Immortal Hulk, because he literally rips his own arm off uh, in, a, in a brutal scene and then attacks one of the uh, Hulkbuster armors, rips it open, to which Tony says, how'd you know I wasn't in there? He goes, I didn't. So clearly, you know, there's another hint that all gloves are off for Bruce. He could have killed Tony Stark hmm. and he didn't even bat an eye. So... I mean, that, that that moment right there was probably, in my mind, where it really pushed it too far because um, I just – that's just not Bruce Banner. I just don't think he would do that. And with Tony saying, how did you know I wasn't in that suit? Well, I didn't. Really? So Bruce is okay with murdering people now? But anyway, getting back to some cool things, he grabs uh, the gauntlet from this uh, remote-controlled Hulkbuster armor and slaps it on his own uh, bones and, and end of his arm that he just – uh, left behind in the adamantium uh, nanotech and then launches himself at Bruce uh, and, and breaks into this facility or, or launches himself at Tony rather and breaks into this facility that we're uh, actually told about. Uh, and again, I didn't read all of King and Black, but apparently it has to do with the art project where um, Tony was able to build this facility uh, based on the celestial and the null armor during King and Black. And uh, it's called the Ark, and, and that's the whole reason uh, that Bruce has been fighting his way. That's, that's been his goal. And again, maybe that plays into the fear of, um, of why the Avengers and Dr. Strange are so worried. You can talk about celestial-level power in the hands of the Hulk. You know, that's, that's dangerous stuff. But um, Bruce goes on to say, Tony, I need to borrow it. And Tony's like, no, Bruce, it hasn't been tested. The math's not right. You could die. We have no idea where it will take you. Uh, and Bruce says, and, ne and neither will you. You won't know where I've gone. And so, like we were saying earlier, maybe they'll actually be happy that, that Bruce is gone. Because apparently this this uh, celestial arc has the ability to take him far afield. Um, 
but maybe the unknown is still a worry. Uh, and then when you look at it from Bruce's perspective, at the end of the day, maybe he's just trying to get some peace, you know, like I, yeah. we, I haven't been able to solve the problem of the Hulk. You guys haven't been able to solve the problem of the Hulk. I'm tired of, like he said earlier, you know, I'm tired of only being useful. You know, and this is Bruce saying this. I'm tired of only being useful when I'm not here. All you guys care about is the Hulk and how you can use them. Tired of being used, tired of being questioned, tired of being hunted and hounded or whatever. Maybe he just wants a moment's peace. Uh, and so he says, goodbye, Tony. And he enters what looks to be some sort of like, almost like a Stargate sort of thing. And uh, as that happens, we get a, a voiceover. There's a message he left behind and he's telling everybody, if you're hearing this, it's broadcasting because I'm already gone and I'm not doing this to explain myself, but I'm doing it as a warning. I'm not leaving because I hate you. I'm not leaving because I'm scared of you. I'm leaving because none of you know how to deal with the problem of what I'm going to become. As bad as the Hulk has been already, to Bruce's point earlier, he's not immortal. And at some point, he won't be around and he'll just be left with the Hulk without any banner psyche to hold him back. I think that's what Bruce's point is here. Uh, so he says, for all your plans, your armored suits, your rockets, your ships, nobody's ever been able to stop the monster. Um, and so we're not going to deal. You're not going to have to deal with him anymore. You're dealing with me. And I promise you, you don't have any plans for me because I'm not controlled by my rage anymore. I'm using it as fuel, uh, which was Rocky's point earlier. He's trying to be constructive with it. But again, I'd make the argument. We've been down this path before. It never works. Um, so certainly that last moment, that last line, that little broadcast, and the panel, if you're watching us on YouTube, the panel in the lower right corner. I'll go back one page, Rocky. Uh, that that could be the maybe the most evil-looking illustration of Bruce in the entire um, issue. So... Yeah, I mean, th this monologue just, it felt out of character. You know, when he says you've, you've had all your plans, your armored suits, your rocket ships, all your ideas of how to deal with the monster if the monster gets out of hand, but you're not dealing with the monster anymore. You're dealing with me. You're dealing with Bruce. And I promise you that you can't deal with me. Like, it, it feels very macho. It feels very bra uh, bravado. It feels arrogant, which does match the character of Bruce. Maybe he's letting that well, arrogance come to the surface a little bit, but it, th this monologue to me felt extremely out of character. Well, and I think that that's, what's interesting. And that's why I, I, it sort of gives me pause because uh, it's, there's very much a, it's a very different Bruce Banner in that final, in that, you know, second last panel there with Bruce Banner, he does, Ryan Otley has drawn him as looking, he looks fairly, <laughs> evil there blood coming from his eyes his mouth uh this is a very this is a very confident uh extremely confident uh, bravado type of bruce banner compare that to the b banner earlier in the issue that is s expressing the affirmation trying to convince himself the waves do not crush crash on me they they you know they they break because i am strong and and he's trying to tell him convince himself that he's strong and and then here at the end you know he, he's saying you know banner is not controlled by his rage anymore he is fueled he is he, banner's not controlled by the hulk's rage anymore he's fueled by it well uh you know i i still say that when you say that this has been done before i just want to be clear that you know i don't remember every single hulk storyline of every i've ever read uh, so the idea that, you know, this has been done or tried before, 
Well, the the fact is, is that it's, uh, in my view, you can't give up. And, and I would rather have, wouldn't I rather have maybe a misguided Bruce Banner controlling the Hulk than a, than a, than a, than a rage filled Hulk? Because, you know, I mean, I just, I'm not, I'm not about to, uh, I'm going to give Banner an opportunity here to, you know, do this, uh, do this himself uh, to do, to, I'm going to give him another opportunity. The Hulk's had lots of opportunities. Banner's had a lot of opportunities. We, we, we know as readers that the Hulk is, Banner's never going to cure himself of the Hulk, but uh, I like the story is in the attempt. And there is something very interesting about this that I like, I like the captains, you know, he's, he's the captain of the, of this starship and, it's and and the starship is the metaphor it's the metaphor and and we you know that we can all draw the metaphor that could be all of us you know if we were a starship how how what would what would be the fuel of our engine would it be kindness compassion anger you know we know what it is for banner but i like the themes here i'm big on the themes i like i like that when we review dc comics every week i'm i, I love stories that deal with theme I really like this here, and I don't. I'm not entirely clear where Donny Cates is going to explore that. But there's so many different layers to anger, to emotion that Donny Cates' answer to this, I'm hoping, is going to be distinctly different than Peter David's or Al Ewing's. Or I mean, because there's so much that one can say when you deal with emotion, and I, I, I hope that's what's going to make this storyline, maybe save this storyline from those people that might otherwise have some negativity toward it up front. I'm I I'm I'm not saying I'm going to love this, but I re, I'm really captivated by the questions. I mean, frankly, I don't disagree with anything you said even though we we in a sense we have two arguably opposing arguments here. You might be 100% correct. Uh but either way, I'm going to enjoy the journey in terms of what we're on here and you know, uh, again, this this sort of spaceship Hulk, <laughs> I find it very interesting, and and this mischievous kind of evil looking Banner controlling the Hulk. I, I, I don't know. It puts a shit eating grin on my face. So I'll, I'll, I'm curious to see where where Kate's is going to go with this, especially since we know Kate's Kate's is always over the top. You know, Kate's is is clearly drinking his own Kool Aid. He's having fun with it. Uh, some people might think he's gone too far. I know. Uh, I uh, I. Professor Bill of Comic Book University wasn't a big fan of this. I watched his review, and so he's got his doubts about Donny Cates on this particular interpretation of the Hulk. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, all right, so let me ask you this, Chase: Are you cynical about this? Are you cynical about this run? Are you gi- going to give it a chance? Or no? Or... I'm I'm a hundred percent going to give it, a chance, and I hope I love it. Um, yeah. But my my biggest reservation. And as much as I thought the idea of Starship Hulk was really silly and over the top, you're right. It's 100% Donny Cates drinking his own Kool-Aid and maybe it can work and I can be won over or I can disregard it because the rest of the story is is good. Um, There are at times where the characterization of of Bruce Banner is well done and I love it, especially that affirmation scene that we talked about and getting this idea of, of the arrogance and this idea that maybe Bruce is just fed up and wants a moment's peace. All of that could have worked, but the biggest thing that didn't work for me, the biggest thing that had me worried, because again, what I wanted was a return to a more heroic Hulk. And whether that be, or, you know, a a Hulk comic that felt like it was more focused on the superhero aspect of the character, 
Now, whether that's the Hulk himself doing good and feeling like a superhero or Bruce Banner himself with the ideas and themes of, of sacrifice and, and heroism, that's what I'm looking for, right? Despite whatever the story, that's what I want kind of the, the backbone to be. When I've got Bruce Banner saying, you've had all your plans, you've tried all these different things, you've never been able to stop the monster, but you're not even dealing with the monster anymore. Now you're dealing with me. And it's even emphasis, it's even you know larger in, in the in the in the text. That me is in bold and it's in larger letters. Now you're dealing with me. And I promise you have no, again, very emphasized, you have no plans for me. If that doesn't sound like a Bond villain or you know, Darth <laughs> Vader or yeah. it just sounds like something a bad guy would say, right? Like yeah. you've all had your chance. You've all tried to stop the monster. <laughs> you had your plans to do this and do that and whatever. But you know what? You're not dealing with the monster anymore. Now you're dealing with me, Bruce Banner, blah. No, like that, like that is what flipped it for me. Like I was trying to keep an open mind as I was reading through it. And, you know, I, I knew it would be over the top. I saw idea of Spaceship Hulk and whatever. Didn't know how I was going to like it, but I was, I was trying uh, to stay neutral. And I, I feel like I was doing a pretty good job until I got to that last moment where it, he just sounds like a bad guy. He ju it just sounds like something a villain would say, like the arrogance is taking over Bruce Banner. But again, I'm going to keep reading. Hulk is one of my favorite characters. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe this is going to turn out to be Donnie Cates tearing Bruce Banner down to, to build him back up. And maybe by the end, we'll get to that super heroic feel that I, I want. I uh, have my doubts. But, you know, maybe maybe we can get there. I will say this in terms of what Donny Cates has done in the past. It's been interesting where where he took Venom from where he was to where he is now, like you mentioned. Same thing with Thor. Uh, same thing with Thanos to some extent. Um, this is a different animal because, you know, we talked about the Immortal Hulk was was critically acclaimed. It was wildly popular. It was selling really, really well. Um, so to jump from that to this. I wonder how people's reaction is going to work uh, because they're, they're vastly different. But at the same time, this is new reader friendly. You don't need to have read any of Immortal Hulk. You can completely disregard Immortal Hulk even. You could skip over it completely um, and just pick this up. If you haven't read Hulk in a long time, you could just pick this up. This clearly is going to live on its own. Um, but again, I, I mean, I'm trying not to be disappointed because it's not, you know, editorial at Marvel's not taking him in the direction I'd like to see him return to. And I would say that I feel like it's a it's a direction that should be returned to because it's been like 20 years since we've had, you know, it's been since before Greg Pox when that we've had the kind of Hulk story that I'm talking about. Um, and it just feels like that we're just retreading over a lot of the ideas we've had in the last 20 years so again i hope i'm wrong and i hope i end up loving it and i'll be the first one to admit if i'm wrong and donny cates wins me over but i yeah i just have a lot of reservations like beyond the the personal choices of and eh, the starship thing seems kind of silly to me or whatever uh, my biggest problem with it is this idea that it's right there on the front cover could the hulk exist to protect us from bruce banner if, if the answer to that question is yes and that's what this run is about. The Hulk is here to protect us from Bruce Banner and Bruce Banner is some sort of threat. I'm not going to like it. That's just not who Bruce Banner is to me. 
Yeah, well, like you said, there might be other villains at play. Uh, Doctor Strange did mention that uh, there was a magic at play, perhaps, that even with his magics, he would not be able to duplicate what Banner pulled off. So maybe there's a nefarious, malevolent uh, third party at play that's influencing Banner. Who knows? I mean, Cates is well known for introducing obscure new characters, certainly in his Venom run and his Thor run and with Cosmic Ghost Rider. So, I mean, you know... Like I said, there's there's a lot of different colors in Donny Cates's Kool Aid uh, <laughs> uh, supplies. So uh, again, I mean, kudos to to Cates. He's he's got my attention. Uh, I'm not normally a Marvel guy, but I'll be I'll be pecking this up. So I'm I'm in. Yeah, you know. I, I'll give Donny all the credit in the world for tr- trying something new. Even though there are a lot of tropes here, and and there, I do feel like we're treading over ground we've trodden before. But there are some a lot of new ideas here and some good ones. You know, Starship Hulk, whether I personally like it or not, at least it's a new idea. This idea of going through the the celestial arc and and where he might end up is an interesting idea, even though it is kind of tropey, kind of reminded me of the Forever Gate that we just had in the Fantastic Four. And and that might be how he gets around the idea that we were talking about before of well, now the Avengers, they know he's gone and they don't have to worry about him anymore. Pop the champagne. Well, but do they really? Because that celestial gate could have sent him anywhere. He could still be on earth in, in some capacity or what have you. So I think that's maybe where the others go. Well, where's the Hulk? We don't know. It's always in the back of your mind. If they knew he was like in some other multiverse or he was gone for good, but you know, it's always going to be the menace hanging over. Um, and clearly in world war Hulk, we saw launching him off into space doesn't work. So even as far as you go in a way, sort of meta, when you think about it, even these heroes know that no matter what, everybody comes back, whether it's because they died in a comic or I'm leaving Earth for good. Yeah, you'll be back. Everybody comes back. Got to sell more T-shirts and pillowcases and whatnot. So, so yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I nothing against Donnie. He's given it his all. He clearly is passionate about the story that him and Otley are telling. Personally, I think this is the best art I've ever seen Otley do. It's cleaner. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people know his art mostly from uh, his Invincible run or his Spider-Man run. Uh, but even on Spider-Man, I feel like his art was a little looser than this. Uh, for me, th- I've never enjoyed Ryan's art more than I have in this issue. Um, it, hmm. it just feels tighter and cleaner. Um, and the, the panels tend to be really big. I, it is a, somewhat of an oversized issue. I'm glad because it does allow the art to be showcased by giving us bigger panels, which if it was a 20 page comic and we had panels this size, we would have barely maybe got the beginnings of the fight with Iron Man. We wouldn't have gotten any of the celestial art part. We would have run out of room. Um, so I appreciated that. The color work uh, by Frank White. I think that's who does it, right? Um uh, Frank, yeah. apologies. Yeah, uh, yeah that was done really, really well. So, yeah, and in terms of, of the way it looks, in terms of like high octane, was this entertaining? Yeah, it's 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 an entertaining book. Do I like the underlying ideas? Not so far, but I'm I'm on for at least another couple of issues. I mean, let's be honest. I collect comics as much as I'm a reader. Oh, and Hulk is a run that I have going back to. Well, I don't have any of the original five, but I have down into the hundreds when it took over from, what was it, Strange Tales, I think? that It, it took over the numbering or Tales of Suspense, maybe. Right. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm going to, I'm, 
I'm going to keep buying it because it's the continuation of the Hulk story and maybe reading it in protest if I'm not liking it. And there are times <laughs> where I've, I've bought books because I wanted to continue my run unbroken and I actually stopped reading uh, until a new writer came on. Very rarely will I do that because if I'm spending the money on it, I might as well read it. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I hope this ends up being my favorite uh, big two book that, that Donnie's ever done. Cause like I said, I enjoy more of his independent stuff than I, I typically do his, his superhero stuff. Um, you know, cro his crossover series is great. Love baby teeth. Um, was it God country was another one that he did that I, I yeah, really enjoyed. God so, country is excellent. Yeah. So, so yeah, I hope I'm wrong and he wins me over. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but uh, I'll be curious. We're, like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday. It just came out. So I, I tried to read several reviews to get kind of a gauge and it, it seems to be about 50, 50, maybe 60, 40 toward the negative. More people are, are not enjoying it, but first issues are hard to do. Um, you know, and even with the extra um, pages here, like I said, it, it didn't feel like we got extra story. It just felt like the panels were a little bigger to let that Otley art shine, which is totally valid. So, you know, get back to me when we're done with the first arc. And I might be like, Oh man, I can't believe that I was bad mouthing this. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, and I feel like I'm being objective. I don't feel like I'm, I'm, you know, crapping on it. I feel like my objections are valid, but I, I yeah, I hope we come back when the first arc's over and say, man, look at all this stuff he planted in the first issue that we didn't realize was a seed for this. And now it's totally working for me. And banners, you know, the, the, the most heroic person in the entire Marvel universe, which I feel like, like I said, other than maybe Peter Parker, he is, but I don't know, yeah. maybe, maybe again, my love of the TV show and Bill Bixby and all that just colors it. So I'll, I'll remind everybody one, one more time, go check out that documentary on YouTube. Uh, and Peacock is free. The NBC app, you can watch all, they have all the episodes of the original Hulk TV series are on yeah. Peacock. You can, you can watch them <laughs> if you've never seen them. They're great. So yeah. But no, uh, anything I'm, else to add, Rocky? I'm just uh, like I said. I'm I'm giving Banner the benefit of the doubt. Uh, we 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 love it when the Hulk gets angry, but then suddenly we're supposed to be judgmental when Banner lo loses his temper or maybe gets a little pissed off or exercises some of his own initiative and does something arguably a little bit off the beaten path on the side of angels. I mean, no, I'm I'm cutting Banner some slack, and uh, you know, and and until until I. Until I see otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive his scowls and his anger in this issue, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what Donny Cates has in store for us. So, either way, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, at least um, at least Donny didn't go didn't push it too far. Banner still got his his faculties because you know as much as I yeah. liked the Peter David run, there was um, there was a story that David did. There was a kind of a I'll say a mini era where he basically made the Hulk Banner but with the Hulk's persona and what I mean by that. So he, when he would get angry, he would turn back instead of turning into the Hulk, he would turn back into banner. Cause this was right after the professor Hulk era where he was the Hulk, but he maintained all of banners, personality and intelligence. And then something happened where when he would get angry, he would turn back into banner and he would be like completely mindless monster, but in the body of banner and they had to put him in a straight jacket because his body he would damage, he would hurt himself, you know, when he's trying to punch while he break bones and everything. Cause he was acting with the Hulk's rage and mindlessness, but in a normal human body, which, you know, you'll kill yourself pretty quickly if you're trying to punch brick walls and, and whatever. So at least 
Donnie didn't take it that far. It's so as much as I'm saying, we've seen some of these things before there is a, he is putting a new twist on it. And so, yeah, I hope it works for us uh, all in the long run. So uh, anyway, anything else you want to plug? Uh, Rocky, I know you've had some, some uh, recent content come out on your channel. Uh, well, I just, uh, I, I've, I sort of previewed the uh, February uh, 2022 solicitations. You can check that out. And uh, of course, it's my, my collaboration with you every week. We review uh, this week's uh, DC Comics for November 20, November 23rd. People can check that out. And, and uh, yeah, until next week, uh, I don't think I have, I don't plan on putting anything out until our, probably our next DC review. But uh, there's, there's plenty on my channel to check out if you're bored. Yeah, so if you're listening to us audio only, be sure you head over to YouTube, do search for Comic Boom, Comic Space Boom, exclamation point, give Rocky's channel a, a subscription so you can check out when uh, he puts out new content, ring that notification bell so you get notified, like this video, all that stuff really helps us uh, produce content for you guys and get more access and all that stuff. Conversely, if you are checking us out on the YouTube channel uh, and you're curious about the other content we put out on the Comic Source audio only, uh, just go to your favorite podcasting app or favorite podcasting platform and search for the comic source and subscribe. So you're sure not to miss out on uh, any of that stuff. Uh, so Thanksgiving's coming up. It's tomorrow as I sit here and record this in the U S so happy Thanksgiving to all our uh, listeners. Hope you guys get to uh, eat some Turkey, watch some football and enjoy some time with family. So as always uh, appreciate you guys joining us and we'll talk to you next time. Catch you later. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes, as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.